0: Hello my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys, welcome back to our Slash Entitled People, where people truly believe that they're the center of the universe and nobody else matters. And in today's episode, OP tells a story about the time he encounters an entitled Karen and her son, who seem to think they own his car. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories today, don't shake your heads too hard, and as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here, let's dive in. So, this happened, and yes, it was as stupid as it sounds. So for some quick context, I'm a cleaner at a private school. It costs a lot of money to send your kids to private schools, so you can imagine the amount of rich, entitled BS that goes on. Anyways, on this day, it's 4pm. I've been at work for an hour, just getting on with what I'm doing. When this Karen comes storming into the classroom I'm cleaning, she then shouts at me, Hey, you need to move your car. I say to her, what, why? She then speaks very slowly and loudly for some reason saying, you need to move your car. At that, I just copy her tone and say, no, I don't. She then does some confused blinking and she says, why are you talking like that? I say to her, because you were. She then says, whatever, just move your stupid car, it's blocking me and I have an appointment. To which I say, lady, my car is not blocking you. I'm parked along the back row by a hedge, blocking nobody. That's when Karen says, you are lying, come and move your car right now. So this goes on for about 5 minutes, and eventually, I figure she won't shut up unless I do something. So I say to her, look, if I prove that my car is not blocking you... Will you leave me alone? Karen says, yes, just move the stupid thing so I can go. So I go get my keys from the cupboard where my stuff is. Karen practically glued to my shoulder the whole time. I then go to the car parking lot, press the button on my key, and the lights blink on my beat up Fiat in the corner. I then say to Karen, see, that's my car right there, not blocking anyone. Now thinking that's the end of it, I turn back and go to my job. And that's when Karen starts screaming behind me. She says, That's not your car. How do I know you didn't take some random person's keys? Your car is in front of mine. Now get your car keys and move it. And this is the point I ask her, okay, which car do you think is mine? And I figured, if it's a staff member's car, I could direct this crazy woman to them. So she marches over to a Range Rover, presumably hers, which was blocked in by a brand new Porsche. A brand new frickin' Porsche sports car. It was parked right in front of her, where it wasn't supposed to be parked. She then glares at me, and I must have stared at her for like 10 seconds before I start laughing my butt off. I say to her, lady, if you think that I can afford that car on a part-time cleaning job, you must be delusional. The Karen then starts yelling how I'm being disrespectful, and talking to her like she's stupid, and that she's gonna have my car towed. I just walked away. I don't get paid enough to deal with that crap. Now, I have no idea what happened after that, but I really hope that the Porsche driver didn't leave for another few hours just to stick it to her. Guys, I love this post. Rich entitled people versus other rich entitled people. And honestly, I would have burst out laughing too, guys. Like, ma'am, I'm so flattered you think a person like me could afford a $100,000 car. Thank you very much. Like, seriously, did she just march around and assume the car belonged to the first person she came across? Because if that's her reasoning, she might have a little bit too much money and not enough brain. Like, I'm still trying to figure that out, like, how she managed to put that together, and I'm shaking my head, guys. So this happened while we were on a hiking trip in my country. Now usually, the moral of the story comes at the end, but this is genuinely important. So I'll say it in the beginning, always, always, always follow instructions on a hike, especially when crossing difficult terrain. With that said, here's some background. Now if you've never been on a hike, hikes are usually divided into tiers based on a person's endurance, speed, capabilities, etc. However, this hike had one level due to a shortage in people and guides. It was a small group. And being a small group, my best friend and I were asked to assist, given that we're regulars on this trail and we're advanced hikers. Now, we were walking quite a distance on a narrow path that forced everyone into a single line. The path is dirt and leaves, with rocks scattered. And it was generally downwards, with scattered streams of water, making certain sections of the trail muddy and slippery. It's not a big issue for most of us, but we had two unruly new people with us, Karen and her son. They complained about the mud, the plants, the insects, just about everything. We were tolerant, but that changed pretty quick, when we reached a rather flimsy spot, where the dirt is very slippery. And slipping off would not kill you, it's about a good 8 to 10 meter slide off into a bunch of tree branches and other plants. Again, it won't kill you, but it might be a painful trip to the hospital for sure, depending on how you fall or slip. So me, my best friend, and the guide, situate ourselves at the beginning, middle, and end of the drop, respectively, to help people step across, mostly allowing them to stand on our feet or footholds we made with our feet. And here's the cast. It was Karen, her son, the guide, my best friend, Hiker 1, Hiker 2, me, my mom, and my friend's mom. I start giving directions, saying, Okay, girl Hiker 1, stand on my right foot, and then grab my best friend's hand. My best friend and guide give similar instructions, and we were in a position where the entitled kid is next. I'm supporting girl hiker number two. That's when the entitled kid says, Mom, mom, take a video of me doing this. I'm gonna sprint across really fast. I say to him, no you won't, that's dangerous. Stand on my right foot and reach to him, my friend, and take his hand. That's when the mom says, no, you can't tell my kid what to do. Just let him sprint across. Go on, go do what you want. That's when I say, no man, if you do this and you slip, we'll all be in danger. And I might not even be able to catch him, so get back. Of course, the kid doesn't listen. He runs a bit upwards and away from my reach, and within his third step, he loses his footing and slips. He's now between me and my best friend. While slipping, he grabs the girl hiker's leg, pulling her down with him. My best friend grabs her arm, and I grab her second one. I'm screaming, holy crap at this point. And that's when the entitled mom says, My son! Why would you idiots let him fall? You bastards better not let him get hurt. Pull him up. My best friend says, He caused this. Meanwhile, entitled mom keeps screaming, Oh my goodness, you'd better not let him get hurt. I ask the hiker if she's okay, and she says I'm okay, but he's holding onto my leg and kicking so I can't get a good foothold. By now, the entire group is looking in horror, and the mother is screaming like a banshee, while the guide grabs a rope and tossed it to the kid. The kid wouldn't let go of the girl's leg though, forcing me and my best friend to start losing our footholds. My best friend then screams at him saying, hey, let go of the girl and grab the rope, or we all go down. That's when entitled mom says, don't you dare scream at him. This is all your fault, you and this trail. I tell the mom to shut up and then say to Hiker 2, I need to grab you by the shirt, is that okay? Girl Hiker 2 says, yes, yes, just get me out of here. So with that, I reach down and grab her by the shirt. And then pulled her enough for my best friend to grab her bag and pull up with me. We felt the dirt beneath us giving way. The dirt was slipping into the kid's eyes as it was tumbling down onto him. He began to flail and scream, causing the mother to start screaming as well. She screams, Don't you worry, baby, hold on. She then looks at us and says, You idiots are hurting him. We end up pulling the kid back up after a struggle. That's when Karen ran to the kid to check up on him while cursing at all of us, calling us idiots, irresponsible, and she kept threatening to sue. Now, what she forgot and did not account for is that both mine and my best friend's mom are with us, and they all saw this go down. Best friend's mom even recorded everything. My mom says, Our kids saved your idiot son. So one more word out of you, and it'll be. My mom doesn't even get to finish her sentence when best friend's mom shoves the entitled mom into a tree trunk, screaming, how dare you call my son an idiot after he saved your son's life. I have half a mind to throw you off this ledge into that ditch. Say one more word about my son, I dare you. Hearing that, the entitled mom and the kid visibly shrank, as the entire group gathered around them, yelling and blaming her and her kid for what they did. We brushed it off and continued the trail. Karen and her son were noticeably silent the rest of the way, following our instructions all the way to the end. After that, the guide issued them a ban from our group and the other groups we usually collaborate with. And also, I didn't mention the son was 29 years old. I thought this would be a juicy last piece of information for y'all. Holy cow, guys. So reading this post, I totally thought the kid was like a teenager at most, but 29 years old. Like, at that age, they should have just left him in that little dirt ditch to fend for himself, right? And guys, reading stuff like this, where people's entitlement endangers others, really makes me mad. Like, way to go, dude. Your stupidity could have seriously injured that hiker girl that you decided to pull down with you. Now, I honestly never expected to post here, mainly because all my life, I've met virtually not one entitled person. But holy macaroni, when this happened, I was fuming over this. This happened at a family and friends gathering, in the summer, about 30 miles from my hometown. My grandpa wanted me to go, and honestly, it's hard to say no to the man that I respect most in my family. Since it was summer, I decided to drive my 1965 blue convertible Ford Mustang to the gathering. I get there, and so far, it's a great time. Most of the family members, myself included, chat for a bit. And after a few minutes, I go walk around the outside of the house, minding my own business. I come around the east side of the house, where my Mustangs park, in between some other cars, and that's when I notice him. It's a boy, the entitled kid of the story. I notice the kid is standing outside and sort of looking at my car, though I didn't think much of it as it's quite an eye catcher. As I pass him, the kid asks, hey, what kind of car is that? I stop and respond, looking over to my car and say, it's a Ford Mustang. The kid almost immediately responds with, whose car is that? Can I sit in it? I pause for a moment, glancing around before answering, it's mine, and maybe later if you ask your parents. Then of course, the kid goes, I don't think that's your car. This car looks like something an old man would drive. I then roll my eyes and say, well, it is. I then take out the keys, jingling them in the air for him to see, saying, I have the keys for it. The kid seemed taken completely aback by this. I assume because in his mind, I obviously didn't look like the sort to drive a classic car. So of course, the little snot takes off inside, and I think nothing of it, stupidly. So I walk back to the front door, and after walking around a few more minutes, I'm greeted by the lovely mother, who will now be affectionately referred to as Karen. Karen says, Excuse me, who are you? She asks this with extremely rude inflection in her voice. I was startled by her sudden appearance, and I say, I'm Jake. Karen proceeds to then point her finger at my car outside and say, That's your car? My son said that you stole the keys for that car. At this point, I give her a dumbfounded look, and I raise an eyebrow saying, well, your son is lying to you, ma'am. That's been my car for years. My grandpa and I worked on it for quite some time. The Karen just scoffs at this and says, well, are you gonna let him sit in it? She then proceeds to hold her hand out, expecting my keys, basically a gesture saying, give it here. Again, I was completely dumbfounded and awestruck that I was actually experiencing something like this. The woman says, give me the keys, I won't ask you again. The woman was so demanding, and at this point, my first savior approaches, a man. The man says, excuse me, but I'm gonna have to ask you to leave him alone. I saw him drive in with the car, that's his car, and he doesn't look like he wants your son in his car. Karen, of course, is not satisfied by this. She says, no kid can own a car like that, he's probably not even old enough to drive. The man just gives her a dumbfounded look and says, hey, just leave him in his car alone, or we're gonna have to ask you to leave. In my head, I'm already plotting out how to deal with her, should she try and steal my keys, and I'm thanking this man profusely. So with a scoff, Karen storms off outside. I assume to mingle and complain about me. Almost an hour goes by, and I'm chatting with some people I met at the reunion, a really nice dude in a cowboy hat. I was getting lost in the conversation when out of the corner of my eye, I see Karen and her son walking towards my car. I sort of freeze, but then I think again that maybe she wants the boy to have another look, which is harmless, but no, goodness, no. Since my car is a convertible, she proceeds to lift her son into the driver's seat of my car. So of course, I go and see what's going on. I scream, hey, what do you think you're doing? Karen looks to me as I approach, with an absolutely disgusted look on her face. She then says to me, what does it matter to you? My son wants to sit in this car, so he will sit in this car. Once again, I'm stupefied. I say to her, you can't just put your kid in my car, or anyone else's car without permission. And of course, she retorts with that all too familiar, don't you raise your voice at me. At this point, I can see her son trying to slam the gear stick into gear without using the clutch. I then look down to Karen and completely lose it. I scream at her, Get your freaking kid out of my car now! He's gonna wreck my car! That's when Karen pushes me back a bit. I stumble, and then she goes into maximum Karen mode saying, My son can be in this car if he wants to. You have no right to tell him to get out. Now leave us alone. The woman is screeching this, and the kid looks at me, and he gives me the biggest grin that I've ever seen, and then proceeds to try to undo the parking brake. Of course, he has no clue how to do this. Meanwhile, he's trying to shift the car even harder into gear. At this point, I lose it completely. I just grab Karen by the shoulders and move her aside. I then pull open my car door, grab the kid under his armpits, and drag him out of my car. Before getting in, starting the car, backing up, and moving it closer to the house. All the while, Karen's basically screaming, how dare I touch her son. I then park the car, get out, and a woman stops me. She asked me what happened, as she only saw the butt end of it all. She came out when the kid started crying and screaming. So I tell her what happened, and she's very understanding. Explaining that Karen is her sister-in-law, and she can be very abrasive and rude, and she has that general entitled mentality. That's when Karen and her son walk over, and she's mad. Her son's holding his arm, crying, saying I broke it. Mind you, there wasn't anything aside from dirt on him that would hurt him. There was no scratches, bruising, or anything. The kid's arm was then inspected, and was told it was perfectly fine, and that they need to leave. That's when Karen shouts back, we need to leave? No, he needs to leave. She then points at me and says, he told my son that he could play in his car. And when my son was in his car, this idiot just pulls him out and pushed him to the ground. You need to call the police. So yeah, at this point, most of the bystanders at the party just stare at her. And one person said, we all saw what happened. You need to leave right now. So with that, Karen grabs her kid by his supposedly broken arm, hauling him out. I kept an eye on her, just to make sure she didn't try to damage my car, which luckily she didn't. She then drove off. The woman, who I learned was actually the one running the reunion, apologized profusely for her sister-in-law's behavior. I told her it wasn't her fault. I left shortly after, as this had killed the mood for me. All in all, my car wasn't damaged, and luckily from what I know, Karen won't be invited to gatherings anymore. Guys, I have read so many stories where parents think it's okay to just pop their kids into convertibles to let them sit. And every single time, I'm baffled at that entitlement. Like, yeah, we get your kids young, ma'am, and he wants to sit in a car like that. And some people do want the world for their kids, right? And to spoil their kids. But sometimes, you just have to say no to teach them boundaries. But again, how can a parent who's that entitled teach anyone, right? My son wants to sit in your car. So he will sit in your car. That's absolutely ridiculous. Like, if that Karen mom doesn't nip it in the bud, one day her son's gonna be arrested, and he will learn the hard way. And we all know how much cops love entitled Karens and their excuses, right? So recently, a pregnant woman tried to take my taxi, despite having seen me waiting outside, and having heard me make the call. The woman even said to me, are you waiting for a cab? To which I replied, yeah, before getting back on my phone to pass the time. About 10 minutes pass, and my taxi arrives, and I head over, but the woman says, sorry, but this is my taxi. The driver then asks for me by name, and the woman says, that's me. And I'm like, there is no way you have my name, and called the same cab company. So I say, but I called it. And she's opening the door already. The driver literally says, hey, so this is her taxi, pointing to me. The woman then looks upset and says, but I'm pregnant. I really did call this taxi, and Jessica is really my name she's trying to steal my taxi now i don't even know this woman and i'm getting really really upset because i've worked a long day and i don't need this the driver and i exchange frustrated looks and thankfully he knows me as i've been his passenger multiple times and that's when the pregnant woman now tries a new tactic racism she then says all of you people referring to indians are the same you'll believe anyone who gives you a dollar Anyway, I scoot around to the other side to get in behind the driver while he kept all the other doors locked so she couldn't get in. The woman was furious and she's yelling the whole time at my driver. He then says to me, I would have happily taken her to where she wanted to go, with you. But at this point, I'm just gonna tell everyone to avoid her. He then took her picture to warn his fellow drivers about her racism and potentially threatening behavior. Since by the end, she was threatening to break windows. I just went home, well wow, guys, so entitlement, racism, and violence all in one story. Like, I don't understand, though. Like, if she wanted a cab, why not call one herself? Why does she have to steal someone else's cab when theirs arrives? Again, I have such a hard time wrapping my head around some people's way of thinking, guys. And legend has it that Karen's still waiting for a cab to this day. I'm a 43-year-old female, and I have a daughter who's 16. My sister, who's 40 years old, has a daughter who's 15, and always had the idea of having both of our daughters be the best of friends. She would only schedule playdates with my daughter, and not any of her daughter's school friends. It kept going on, and her daughter began to resent mine. She would start off by stealing things here and there, and went on by lying about her. My sisters coddled her daughter her entire life. And has one of those weird relationships with her daughter, like the ones you see on TV. She has a real life brat as a daughter. But everyone in our family just brushes it off saying that she just has a fiery personality. Now on to what happened yesterday. So my daughter won a school raffle and got the grand prize, which was a MacBook. My daughter got praise from nearly everyone. Everyone except my sister, who I didn't mind about. On my dad's 78th birthday, I sent out invitations to everyone. And said that gifts were optional, as I'd already bought him quite a lot of gifts. My sister and her daughter show up with this juice maker and some fruits and rush to my kitchen. While everyone's getting settled, my daughter yells from her bedroom. I got scared and ran up to see what's going on. And that's when I saw my niece with her juice maker. And my daughter's laptop was covered in a smoothie-like mixture. I just ran for my sister to come upstairs, and she comes running out of the bathroom next to my daughter's room. She says it's no big deal, that the computer was probably waterproof. It isn't. That's when I said, what was that smoothie doing out of the kitchen? And why didn't you use the downstairs bathroom since upstairs is off limits? I then told her that she would be paying for the repairs, but she just brushes it off and said it was fine. That family doesn't work like that. She then headed downstairs, but I called the police on her and had her and her daughter kicked out. The rest of the party was awkward and tense. After that, all I got were texts from everyone that saw what happened, asking for me to drop it. Some even called me entitled. I was thinking about serving her court papers, so would I be the a-hole for doing that? You know what? It's always tricky dealing with entitled family members, because some do have the mentality of since we're family, we can do whatever we want, without repercussions. Like, I don't think OP would be the a-hole for serving her sister papers, because that might be the wake-up call she needs to stop the entitlement, but Opie has to be aware that since it's family, she's gotta be prepared to never talk to her sister again, and risk the possibility of being shunned by the rest of her family. But guys, you know the deal. Let me know what you think though. Are you taking your family member to small claims court if something like this happens? And that, my friends, brings us to another end of r slash Entitled People. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's another r slash Entitled People episode where Karens are getting arrested left and right, guys. So go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.